Okay, what's up, Ron here. Thank you for joining me in episode 207 of my casual podcast, let's call it, because it's definitely not daily. So if you didn't know, and hopefully you will listen to this one, I have my weekly podcast a little more detailed uh, and usually uh, revolves around one idea or concept. That's what I try. But I also have this daily, quote unquote, more casual podcast where I just share my art thought of the day or I just kind of talk about what I did today, the things on my mind, the things I'm playing. And, and really the day-to-day kind of stuff. So with that, today I want to talk about uh, my direction with watercolor. Uh, for the next couple of months, I posted a YouTube video on it. Uh, and basically what I want to do is really take these perhaps one to two months to really work on my skills. Uh, I want to try and do new things, to challenge myself, to try and work on larger, more impressive works, uh, more as a go-to rather than like as a side thought or as a maybe like once a month, uh, because most of my paintings understand in the last couple of months have been based around the content or Pokemon. So when I do paint Pokemon, I I put in a bit more work to it, but it got to a point where most of my pure watercolor impressionistic work is mainly when I'm filming for videos. The problem with that is that it's just not fully immersed. Uh, I have to talk while I do it. It's not really the, the place of freedom I'm after. And so I want to do more of that. And because I haven't for a couple of months, I think I can finally devote more time to that. I'll barely be working on a manga or or anything like that. I will work on anatomy because I do want to sharpen the axe, so to speak. Um, But that's going to be something secondary, probably. Uh, So, yeah, I want to spend more time doing a couple of things. One of those is plan error, which is, I do believe, the recipe uh, for improving over the long run. If you can paint more and more outside, it's just better. It's removing the barriers between you and the reference. And in my opinion, and this is like a small observation I had, uh, I find that when I paint outside, I paint in a more spontaneous manner, but it's not necessarily the spontaneous um you're used to. It doesn't mean I just kind of do whatever and whatever comes out is okay. It's more like I kind of dance with the subject a little more. When I look at a photo, a lot of the editing has been done and I just kind of, I find that I may paint it like a robot. Unless I tangent, I was actually there before. If I took the picture, I was there. It's much, much better. But if it's a picture I just got online, I have this roadmap that's very clear. Uh, And I'll kind of work the way I'm used to. But when I paint outside, when I cut that barrier, and it's not a screen, but I actually see the reference in front of me, I find that I play off of it a little more. I actually allow it to feed me with the process. So I'll try something a little different. I'll try something a little more spontaneous. I'll work a different process than I'm used to because... It's uh, such an immersive experience and it's right in front of me. And that's the thing I'm looking for because I believe that when you work this way, you're better utilizing your skills, but you're also sharpening the axe using a sharper grindstone, let's say, if that's a thing. Um, So it's basically a higher level of, not a higher level, but a, a more effective and efficient way of practicing. That's what I believe. Now, this is one thing, more plein air. Now, let's set that aside for a moment. Another thing I want to do more of is simply larger pieces that take more effort and more time. Less of the quicker ones of getting the quick impression. No, I want to actually devote more time uh, to the paintings I'm working on. Work slower, work more calculated, work more deliberate. Um, see what I can do with that. Uh, and if I can get to a high point of both 
getting a realistic impression, but also preserving my own uniqueness, my own style, a fun process that isn't constrained by hyper-realism. Because I do find that if you want to achieve hyper-realism and photorealism, you have to work a little more measured, a little slower, section by section. Not really my cup of tea. What I strive for is to find a balance between the two. I hope that makes sense. So this is what's going to happen for the next perhaps two months uh, is the time I want to focus on that. And after that, I'll probably uh, align myself more, aim myself more towards publishing a new product. I do feel like I want to have that growth surge before I do that. And I have a couple of ideas. What I really want to do is, and I talked about this a little bit before, uh, is to do um, a course on values, like in-depth values, how to recreate the value you see, how to avoid um, uh, optical illusions that make you think that you get the right value, but you didn't, that tendency to blow up the highlights and really darken the darks and disregarding the in-betweens. I wanted to be very innovative on top of the content I already have on my YouTube channel. It is going to be a paid product. Uh, So there there are some good, good plans for this one. I think it's going to be really good and really successful. I really want to show you how if you just get an accurate drawing going, and you follow the values accurately, you will get a realistic result because that's a barrier a lot of people are having a hard time breaking through. And from there, you can branch out to more expressionism, more color, uh, more, you know, all the other things. I do want to show you how by doing this alone, you can get a realistic result, prove to you that it is possible that you can do it too, and that will, I think, really help a lot of people. Um, so, and, and it is a frustration for, point for many. And I think it's a good follow-up to my frustration-free watercolor course. Once you get that freedom going, you can hone in on the values and get that next point across, because it is one of the fundamentals of painting. Of course, drawing is also important if you really want to do the whole process, uh, but there are so many solutions like tracing and grid and all of that things we talked about so you don't really have to uh, master drawing before that and I know some people are just interested in painting that's totally legit if that's what you like Um, so this is what's going to be for the next two months it is going to affect the content hopefully I can share better paintings with you but I will also share fewer processes probably okay so more videos showing what I've been working on kind of like a diary showing you how I improved the things I've been working on and how they Uh, helped me uh, be on the course and hopefully you can take something from that too and I think the best case scenario would be to actually feel an improvement in two months or so. Uh, so that'll be it. Um, it's just a thing that I really need for the last couple of days I've been doing more painting and I feel so much better and I always forget. I always don't pay attention. I focus way too much on the content and on communication and then I forget that I actually need to spend time painting practice uh, practicing in quiet where I don't feel the need to share immediately it's a really valuable time uh, and, and I just whenever I miss that for a while I'll, I'll feel really cranky I won't feel happy about my work I feel like I, I I'm unproductive and it's all it all stems from this which is really funny that I actually have to remind myself that that as a painter I need to paint uh, but that's where it is 
Um, so with that, we'll wrap it up. I want to thank you so much for checking out uh, this episode and for listening. I know I've been very inconsistent with the podcasts in general. Just make sure that you do subscribe to that. I'm not sure how you found it. Probably a lot of people through the stories on Instagram, but be sure to give it a follow or bookmark it. Um, I will try and update uh, as newer ep- new episodes come out, but I really do appreciate it. And I have to say always, I really thank you for consuming my content in any form. Uh, that that's the thing that allows me to do the thing I'm doing because I'm never hard on selling. I never going uh, starting the videos with before we get started. Check out my course. I don't. I very rarely do that. I don't have any sponsors. Uh, I, I have a few offers, but I'm very hesitant to do any of that. I'd much rather uh, that you enjoy the content and organically. If you feel like you need to buy any paid product, you do that. And so far, it's been working out really well. So I am. I do owe you that thing. So thank you so, so much for being there, for allowing me to do the thing I'm doing uh, and to basically make a living from the thing that I love the most. Uh, It's something I have to remind myself on a a daily basis not to be taken for granted. It is pretty amazing. Um, And yeah, so for that, you have my everlasting gratitude. And I will talk to you again in another episode, hopefully really soon.